Hey guys, welcome to Q&A Anime. It's your girl Quinn. And your boy Chris. And this week we are continuing the rest of season one of Tokyo Ghoul. Um, we hope you guys have been enjoying the show. We've been putting a lot of work in trying to make the perfect show for you guys. And we really do appreciate all the love that, you know, we've been getting from you all and all the feedback and everything. Um, Chris, you kind of left them on a cliffhanger last week, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just want to stay true to the anime roots and um, leave you wanting more. Mm-hmm. Can't give you all on the first episode. Right. So we were, um, we're going to finish up the church fight scene between Skiyama, Kaneki, and Toka, Nishiki, that whole Kimi situation. Uh, We'll probably talk a little bit. Um, We'll probably go back a little bit to some of the stuff we said last week just to give you all, just to, you know, get us back to the point of where we ended last week. And then we'll just go on to finish um, the rest of season one. Which means we get to talk about the last two episodes. Episode 11 and my personal favorite, episode 12. Which, you know, is where the story really gets crazy. Which is weird because it's the end of the season. It is the end of the season. And season two kind of like discontinues and finished telling that story of Ken Conakey. So um, I'm sh- we will go into season two next week with you guys and um after season two i think we're going to end the tokyo ghoul arc um of q and anime podcast and go on to something else if you guys have any suggestions you can always send it to our email um q and anime pod at outlook.com or you can also message us on instagram and our twitter same handle at q and anime podcast at Q and Anime Pod on Instagram. All right, so babe, let's go into the church fight scene. Okay, so last week kind of set the stage with Nishiki being an annoyance to uh, Sukiyama and Toga real well Ken realizing that Toga is weak and she is in need of some type of real food because you know she's been. A little down in the dumps by eating her friends um cooking when ghouls eat human food or anything besides what they're supposed to eat which is human flesh they do start to become weak like they can barely fight they're um can get sick as well they get sick they're um cogony oh they can't use their cogony they can't use their cogonies right so that's the situation that toka is in at this moment, and her and Ken do end up coming up with a plan um, to get themselves out of this situation because Yama is about to, you know, he's trying to eat Ken so that, well, he's trying to eat Ken while he's eating Kimi, which is tied up on the, um, what's the thing called? An altar? Oh yeah, while he's while she's tied up on the altar in the middle of the church. Some sick shit. Right, because as you remember, as we told you last week, Skiyama is a gourmet ghoul with and he wants to have like he eats bougie. Like he he ain't going to Ray Lobster. Like where 
He will go somewhere he, he, fancy. He, he's a boathouse or a Sedona tap yeah. house kind of guy. <laughs> he's going somewhere fancy. Filet was... mignon with the, the 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 mushrooms and the shrimp on top. Mm-hmm. Name name some people who you think not people that we know because I don't want to say the names <laughs> on podcasts. But maybe okay, let's say celebrities just because you know they're they're free range. What name some? Well, I guess all celebrities would be gourmets. My question was going to be like, who do you know would be like a gourmet ghoul if they were a ghoul? But. I don't think we should. I probably should skip them. We don't uh, I was about to say some. It's, it's some. It's some bougie eaters out be there. Listening, um, you would definitely be a messy, the messy ghoul. Like I don't think you'll be like Rize. I wouldn't be messy. I just not pick it. If it tastes good, it tastes good. Oh wow! But we all know you're a gourmet. You think I would be a gourmet ghoul? Bougie for real. I mean, you, I'm bougie. You bougie, but like, uh, I, I I can't eat that flesh. It's not cooked. Oh, yeah. It gotta like, be at 155 degrees. Gotta be, gotta be right. I, take, I, take my, I take my flesh well done. Yeah, with a like little, my flesh. With a little bit of pink in the middle. Exactly. Medium well. Yeah, I'll I eat it right off the bone. <laughs> you might as well just go up, well, go up and bite the image. Um, <laughs> but, um, where were we? Oh, the fight, the fight. So who who wins this fight? Well, the fight, the second round of fight. We didn't even say what happened to the fight. So um, Toka bites Kaneki to get some strength. Mm-hmm. She eats his flesh. That gives her the strength to use her cogony. Use her cogony, which is pretty cool. The little wing and her yeah. shooting out the shards. Yeah, it, like shoots out daggers. Yeah. That's kind of of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So the fight breaks out um, between Toka and Skiyama. At this point, like you can X out Nishiki and Kaneki. Because I talk shit about Nishiki, but Kaneki at this point is still like bottom of the barrel. Yeah, he hasn't even at this point showed, used his um, cognate yet, right? Not in a fight. Not in a fight. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. That's why he he mutilated Nishiki with it. Oh yeah, with earlier. But other than that, he really hasn't used it because you know he wants to be as human as he can. And as we all know, humans don't have cognates. You have a cognate? Do I have a cognate? Yeah. Like a secret weapon? Yeah. My secret weapon is my charm. <laughs> So no, you don't have a cognac. That's my cognac. So you don't have a cognac. Yes. Got you. What's your cognac? Oh, I don't have one. I would say my dry wit, but that the the audience That's have seldom. seen. <laughs> right, right, right. The the audience has seen my dry wit, so I guess you you guys let me know. Is my dry wit my cognac? People out there, comment on our Instagram and Twitter. What would your cognac be? So we're gonna say our that our human cognates is our what secret weapon, like our secret thing about ourselves. So y'all comment to us what would be your cognate as a human. Hashtag human anime pod. <laughs> hashtag human cognates. Hashtag human cognates, my secret weapon, hashtag I have a great personality. Anyway. <laughs> uh, listen. Agree to disagree. Wow, you're a great person. See, see, but 
So cutting through all the the stuff in the fight, who who wins the fight? Toka wins the fight. She ends up slashing his damn arm off, right? Yeah. But she, so so he, it happened so quick though, because I say, well, "Are you sure?" Because I mean, I saw her do it, but it was so damn quick. I'm like, "How did she do it?" But I'm assuming she like slide swiped them and hit on one of her daggers or something. Like uh, it was just so damn quick. And but I was like, "How did she?" Get so much strength out biting a little bit of Kaneki's flesh. I mean, that's that human, that half ghoul shit. Yeah, so, so if a ghoul is another ghoul, does that make them a little bit stronger than eating a human? At, you say that and there is something that does happen when a ghoul cannibalizes another ghoul. So it's something more strong. That makes them stronger or gives them more strength than just eating a bread. Yes, but it doesn't work that quick. And it's more so it has something to do with how their cognate um acts. Mm. So I think it's just the fact that Kaneki is half human, half ghoul. Same reason why Skiyama wanted him so bad. Mm. Like, I guess he's got that that uh that certain palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the full nutrients. Mm, makes sense. Because he wants him bad. Um, so after she, you know, fucks him up, basically, chops his arm off, he's laying on the floor, bleeding. Toka kind of turns her attention to Kimi. Like, she, she's like in full ghoul mode, so she's like on 100 anyway. So she was like, look, we're going to have to kill her because she knows too much. And Nishi's still trying to protect his girl, but she's like, nah, we got to kill her. She knows too much. So she starts throwing daggers at them and Nishi's protecting her. And in the midst of her throwing the daggers, the blindfold that Kimi has on <laughs> um, comes off. And she like looks at her and she... And, and Toka's in her full-on ghoul mode, and she's just like, oh my god, you're so beautiful, or something like that. And then Toka just was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Keep in mind, Toka's like this girl who, you know, insecure, she's this ghoul that's been through so much, but she wants. She, she, I think has she, an affinity for family and humans and but it, and it's that. funny the way that she goes about trying to kill Kime. Kaneki does bring up the fact that you know we all have a, a human friend mm-hmm. like that we all want to protect. It's kind of fucked up for you to try to kill her, but my friend and your friend are still walking around. Right. But Toga is so so conflicted when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's like she wants to be um cold-blooded and unfeeling, but mm-hmm. then... But then she does it, and then she's like, oh, what have I done? That's why she's kind of one of those characters where I like them, but it's like she's kind of self-loathing. Is that the word? Like, a little bit? Like, she like... I don't know. It's just... A, I, I hate... I wouldn't say she's like self-loathing. Stuck in their past. I feel like she... Like, kind of borderline self-harming. Mm-hmm. With the way that she makes sure she eats the um, food that her friend makes her, right? Knowing Making damn well, sick on purpose just because 
Oh, my friend made this for me. I'm going to eat it all. She wasn't even there. All you got to do is tell her that you ate it. Like, I'm going to eat it all. Like, a big-ass <laughs> pot of dumplings. Like, this was a big-ass pot of dumplings. <laughs> like, how how were you expecting one person to eat this big-ass pot of dumplings? Like, even... going to have it over a course of two days, maybe. Hopefully. But even if you was a human, eating that big-ass thing on dumplings would make you sick. I mean, we're not talking about me right now, though. <laughs> so anyway, after, um, you know, Tilda feels super insecure, she's like, what does that mean? She like... Nobody ever called me beautiful. Yeah, she basically runs out of the church or kind of like scurries, disappears out of that bitch. Oh, um, sulking and shit. Yeah. And she's an edgelord. She's an edgelord. She's so edgy. Emo. Fucking edgy. Um, she goes on top of the roof of the church and starts crying. She's like, beautiful. Some shit like that. So, it's so edgy. It was just like, and it was yeah. a full. It was a full moon too. Yeah, so that was super dramatic. But speaking of Toka being cute, like of her being beautiful, she's like this dark haired, kind of like gothic looking chick. If she was human, if you know who Zone Tan is, you got a perfect, a perfect description. So as I was writing my notes, random question for you: blondes or brunettes? <laughs> Redheads. Gingers. Yes. They don't have souls. Exactly. Oh, my hair is red right now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But I I, I don't have a soul. You yeah. don't. Even though it's not my natural color, I don't have a soul. So that's cool. <laughs> you sold it. <laughs> sold it um, when you got rid of the CrossFit trainers on the podcast. No, shout out to all the CrossFit trainers. And you know, I hashtagged you guys last week, so I'm gonna need y'all to let me know if any cross trainers were listening out there. Um, hope you weren't offended by last week's show. Don't I mean if us. if you were, how about you change up what you do? Like there's regular exercise. Hmm. So after after this fight breaks out, you know, everyone kind of goes to their, I guess, normal, abnormal lives. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, the doves, which, which is we, the CCG. Which we touched on a little um, out of order last week. Yeah, we touched I mean, they were there, though. We touched on them, let you know um, that they were basically the cops of the ghoul world. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, the sound of the CCG. <laughs> um, <laughs> they started they start a task force to start hunting a group of ghouls called Algiri Tree. Um, these are terrible people. Um, they're some type of like organization. Like what's going on? Like I know what Algiri Tree is by watching the show, but I don't necessarily know like what is what is their fucking angle? Well we don't find out the angle until season two actually. Oh well we need to tell you what I what we do know about them from season one. Um, ghoul they, gang, ghoul gang. Yeah, they're basically a ghoul gang, like the mob or mafia of the fucking ghoul world. Like they start taking over wards, which is you know like different cities that the districts, different districts that the um, different districts around districts. Yeah, around, around Tokyo. Tokyo. Yep. Um. So they, I know there's a lot of different districts, but I know for sure. They were taking over the eleventh ward, and they was running. The eleventh ward was kind of peaceful until they showed up, and mm-hmm. they they turned that shit up. 
Okay, yeah, when they start taking over the 11th, well, that's when the doves start, you know, paying a little bit more attention to them. And they that's when they're trying to start moving into the 20th ward, which is where our <laughs> friends live, uh, Kid Kaneki and the gang. They live in the 20th ward. So our Geary tree is getting kind of high in the 11th ward, so they kind of start moving towards the 20th. Um, and like I said, the doves start a task force to start finding these people. And eventually, they start a war between the ghouls and the doves. Well, at this point, the, uh, what we can determine on Gary Street is they're trying to take over all the wards. That's how they made it seem. Okay. Um, the actual reasoning is very much deep and convoluted and borderline like Messiah-ish. Mm. Um, so we'll probably get more into that. In yeah. the next couple of weeks, yeah. But we can do. We can just tell you what we know right now about them, which isn't much. All I know is there's some assholes. I was about to say we know some of the members of of a Gary Tree. Okay, okay. Tell us who some of the members are. The first one that we meet is Bonjo, mm-hmm. which uh, who he kind of had a crush on Rise, and his most notable feature is his little swirly goatee. Right. And we meet Bonjo. Um, he ends up going to the coffee shop on, on Teku. He ends up going to on Teku where everyone works. That's where Ken works. Toka, Nishiki, um, that's, you know, whoever. whoever. That's where all the Googles work and which, connect. And which, after and this, hopefully they move on Teku because, like, a, they, they are well known and motherfuckers went in they shit easy as pie. Like, they don't got no security. It's a coffee shop. You think they would serve I mean, some type of the, pastry? At least to the human patients. I mean, I know probably a secret random, menu. But, you know. Probably secret menu uh-huh. shit. But, um, okay. but yeah. So, Bonjo. <laughs> so, Bonjo. Mm-hmm. Um, then we meet uh, Toga's brother. Mm-hmm. We we get to see her whole warped uh, perception of family. What is Toka's brother's name? Uh, I think it's Ito. E-T-O? Ito? Ayato. Ayato, that's it. Yeah. Ayato. Ayato. Yeah. Which, you know, he's dope as fuck, too. Um, we also end up meeting <laughs> Jason. Yama Mori. Yama fucking Mori. Which we will get into him a lot more in the in, in the next few days. Oh yeah, so we meet all these people. Oh, you forgot the- Nico. Who's Nico? The flamboyant. Um, no, he's not important. No I mean, well, uh, not right now. We don't talk about Nico. He he's not important right now. But yeah, there's also Nico. I mean, he kind of is because he's the one that reigns in um Jason. Maybe we'll talk about Nico. I mean, I really just went as far as we need to talk about him. Like, when yeah. Jason was borderline about to lose his shit. But we didn't even get to that point yet. Well, get to the point then. So, they end up... So, Bonjo ends up coming to the coffee shop looking for um, Rize. They end up looking for Rize, which Rize is... As we told you before, um, the ghoul who is basically a part of Kaneki now, her her organ, 
which I found out today, y'all, that organ is called a cockahoo. 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 It's K A K U H O U. So you spell, you pronounce that how you will. I'm going to call it a cockahoo. Please don't add us for that. It's, don't it's, at me. It's, it's, it's a complicated word. Don't at me. And you know, it's a. It's a Japanese word that I don't know how to pronounce. And they and it's I don't also think, made up. And I don't so, think they said it on the anime at all. We found that by research. Yeah, do your research. Know your lore. Know your lore. Know your lore, whatever that means. All right. So back to the coffee shop. So um Bonjo comes in looking for Rize. Apparently they dated. We found we found out that Rize is actually from the eleventh ward. Um, and she moved to the 20th ward sometime earlier. But Rise, um, but Bonjo, you see how it keeps coming back to Rise? Like, yeah. no matter what, it's always back to Rise. So Bonjo is looking for her. He comes in, he's, he has a whole attitude, realizes she's not there, but she he smells her like he can smell her scent on Kaneki. Because guess what? She she's she is of, him. Like they are one. Which in in Bonjo's warp um perception of the events, he's not wrong because he was like, Oh, Rise and Kaneki are together. They but, are together. But not in the way that they really are. Yeah. He he was thinking, oh Kaneki was tapping that. No, he won't tap it, but he is a part of it. They are So they're probably closer than if <laughs> if exactly. if he was tapping it. Very much so. So um, after this, actually, I got a question for you. You want to switch organs? Excuse me. Do you want to switch switch organs? With your diet, <laughs> nigga. With your diet, <laughs> <laughs> we eat. You cook. You're the one that cooks. But I don't eat like you. Which organ are you trying to switch? I mean, are you missing one of your organs? Yes. <laughs> The spleen. I don't think we need our spleens. Which organ are you missing? The appendix. You're missing your appendix. I don't want to switch any organs with you. I have all mine. <laughs> I'll be short an organ. We're swapping. Which one? The spleen. Why would I give you my spleen? I don't even know what it does. Exactly. It doesn't do anything. So we literally... I'm Unless just I'm, you're gonna turn me into a ghoul or something. All I'm cool. saying, I'm just saying Are you secretly something cool? No, you you know me for how long? You wanna know something weird? What? And it's because I'm crazy, but it's a side note and I just thought about it. Okay. So I've imagined <laughs> in my weird mind that you have I think I've told you this before, that you have like um that you can read my mind, but you can't it's you can't tell me. And I always give you signals like, if you can read my mind, tell me. But I be saying it in my head. I was like, I ain't going to tell nobody your secret if you tell me that you can read my mind. <laughs> I don't know why I think I used to think you could read my mind. I mean, we've been basically attached to the hill for how many years? Of course, we're going to pick up on our little cues and shit. I feel like you read my mind sometimes. Probably, but I mean, are you a things. secret mind reader and you're under some type of spell where you can't tell me about it? I mean, if I was, I wouldn't dance. I wouldn't be able to tell you while we were recording. <laughs> then everybody's going to know if I am. Can not you, saying that I am, but I might. 
Maybe. This is like a secret witch that has you. Okay. You can't tell me. It's all right. We'll find, I'll, I'll let you guys know. If, well, I won't, but I'll tell you like a secret. Back to Bonjo and Rise and Kaneki. So anyway, after after Bonjo finish, finishes, you know, scalding um, Ken Kaneki, he ends up kind of giving him a warning. He's like, well, hey, if you do talk to Rize, tell her to run. And so her is like, what do you mean run? Because he knows that Algeri, Algeri tree is going to try to take Looking over. Looking for Rize. Um, and the Tunisian ward in general. So after this um, interaction, all these people start coming in. Iota. Ooh, all that other shit, all the miners who walked through that fucking door like he owns. All right, that's fine. But who walks through the door like he owns the motherfucking place? Taking up more than half the fucking door frame coming through. Motherfucking Yamari. Jason Yamari comes in. He's an asshole. This guy is literally ridiculous. He is he still is he looking for Rize too? Oh no, he already knows she dead, right? Yes, because um, Jason's the one that was tasked to find Rize, and then they fought, and Rize stole his little um, little clamps, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and all that happened. But so we got. Big motherfucking boss Yamari. Oh, psychotic ass bastard Yamari. Yes. Um, they end up, first of all, he ends up whooping Konaki's ass in the shop. No, he whooped everybody's he ass. He whooped everybody's ass. And that's what. He did whoop everybody's ass. And that's what um, kind of. How he ended up? Oh, that's how he ended up. That nigga set the tone with that. He set the tone because he he fucked him up. I'm I'm just saying, like he was giving out old school pimp ass whoopings, like, bruh. And he ends up kidnapping. They end up kidnapping Konaki, but I was wondering because he didn't really know any much about him. Out of all the people in the shop, why did he end up kidnapping him? He Yamari smelled Rise on him. Okay. And then the fact that when he was just fucking with him, beating his ass, Kaneki was um, healing as soon as he was getting oh, his ass whooped. Okay. And the little switch and flipped off in Yamari's mind saying, oh, shit, I got me a little toy now. Yeah, because he can take a lot of hits. Right, right, right. So his regenerative power is so fast. Right, right, right. And the fact that he's a little bit more durable is one of those aspects of Half ghouls, them one-eyed ghouls there. Not your typical ghouls. And Yammer's like, oh shit, I hit the fucking jackpot. Right. So they end up taking him to, I called it their headquarters, but like where? Like we where's the actual place? Somewhere in the 11th ward. And then I think Yamari had his own little private chamber. Yeah. Somewhere. You know he definitely had his own um, private room. Somewhere, so he and when they end up kidnapping him, they took him back to the eleventh ward in their little house. And the, well, their big ass building that they in that is Algeri Trees headquarters. I'm gonna call it their headquarters. Um, and keep in mind, in the middle of all this, 
there's still a war. The doves are still. They gearing up. The the, 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 these motherfuckers here strapped up, armored up, clink up. Yeah, they ready. They ready. They got it. They 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 bringing in a heavy hitters. They we forgot to mention my boy uh, Jizu, the ones with the um stitches. Yeah, Juzo. I'm sorry, Juzo. His son draws in his ass. Yeah, he is weird. He's this. He's. I don't know what's up with this and character. He is very stitched up and cut. Like, do you know why he looked like that? It's season two tortured. and three. Season, season two, two and three. three. I think, yeah, that, that kid is kind of fucked. He's only 19, but he is a part of the CCG and he ends up being pulled into the task force um, as well. We will he, talk about him a little bit more next episode because he's more so in season two. Um, right. So, yes, like I said, Juzo, we'll get into him more. Um, next episode because we'll we'll learn a little bit more about him. But like I was saying, they're still in the middle of a war, and everyone from Anteku, the coffee shop, ends up cup ends up coming all together and with some other guests, including the S- gourmet Skiyama. Skiyama, my boy, um, Itu, the mask maker, Nishiki. Like all these people end up coming together. Like some, of course, some of them had their own problems with each other, but they end up putting that aside because their boy got kidnapped, and they don't know what's happening to him. So they're in. They somehow get to the eleventh ward into this building in the middle of a war. How the hell you think they did that? So I'm pretty sure that the timeline was a little accelerated. I feel like they just skipped to the war, but they were. Cause you you gotta think they they had they were, had outfits and masks and everything to to, not, to blend in to blend in. So I'm assuming that somebody did some a little bit of research and they made their way there. They was like, do, do, do you think the Eleven Ward is downtown? Downtown. It looked like a downtown. It kind of looked like it had a skyline. I just imagine them like walking through with that song playing in the background. I'm not gonna play it too much because I don't know if we need some type of clearance for that. But not if you sing it. I know if like I feel like that song's in the background and then just bombs, it's like and it's like that song and they walking in slow motion, you know. Like that never happened, but in my mind, like that's how it happened. That's how they got there. It gotta be. It had to be some type of montage scene because how montage. did they get there? Uh, I mean they are ghouls that can move at like faster speeds than like normal people. So it was and, probably jumping through rooftops. They had the Batman theme playing. Right, and it really wasn't all that easy for them because when they actually got to the building, while while Kaneki is tied up somewhere, they are fighting people trying to get to where he is. So, what um, what's what's happening with Kaneki while all this is happening and everything's happening before, and people are trying to save him? I, I know he um he can. Count backwards from a thousand by seven. Can you count backwards from a thousand by seven? No. No, 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 no. I'm not even gonna put myself out. No, you you can go ahead. One thousand nine hundred and ninety-three. I am lost already. That's see, I'm I'm only even gonna put myself out there like that. You you're braver than me. That must be your cocky day. (laughs) <laughs> but yo, 
I'm telling but you, Carnegie is sitting in that chair tied up, questioning his sanity. Why are we? Why are we talking about coming back with some thousand <laughs> We get to get into my boy's backstory, Yamari, before he was known as Jason. He was captured earlier, like way earlier um, than the show. And unfortunately, he got captured by a certain dove that was a little psychotic. And in his uh, in Gulmain um, practices, he would have uh, Yamari count backwards from a thousand by seven to keep him sane while he's cutting and prodding. And he tortured him. Yeah, borderline. Jason was tortured when he was younger. And it made him fucking crazy. So, and it made him crazy to the point where he started doing the same doing thing. The same thing that his capture and torture did to him. So all those things that happened to him, he is now doing to Ken Kaneki. He's got he, him strapped down to a chair. Strapped down to a chair. He is and, pulling out his is it his I said toenails. I'm like, was he taking off no, his actual was, toes? He was taking off his toes and fingers. He was taking off his toes and fingers. But he's regenerative, so they every time they grow back, he cut the bitches back off. But the audience might be wondering, how is he able to cut off his toes and fingers if he's a ghoul and their bodies are sturdy? Do you remember mm-hmm. what happened in order for Yamari Jason Maybe to do that? Something about motor oil or something. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not Wait, called motor. No, 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 no. It's not motor. It's this um stuff. This RC cell dampener. RC cola. Yeah, RC cola. He drink RC. Don't drink dark sodas. Yes, RC cola. Don't no, but um RC cell um oppression. Same brands. I mean, I it was me that. So yeah. I mean, if any, if they want to give us a sponsorship, we won't um turn them down. We won't turn them down. But, oh, uh, yes, drink. <laughs> but uh, in in order to inject him with this serum to make his powers not work, he had to stab him through the eye because oh, that's, that's the only. What he put in his yeah, eye. that's the reason why he was able to cut his toes and fingers and slash his skin. Oh, he stabbed him in the eye. That's what made him weak. I mean, getting stabbed in the eye would make me weak, but yeah. but our boy Kaneki, he 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 was taking him, he was taking a licking. He, he took it for a very long time, but honey, at some point we had to um, we had to get him. He had to get out of that. How you know how how did we get to the point? I'm gonna tell you now. He does escape. He does get out, but how? What happened? How does he? He's been tortured for days, but maybe probably months. weeks. We don't know how long. Yeah. It's been. Um. So we see someone else. We do see someone else. We someone that you can probably guess where I'm going. Somewhere where we told you in the beginning that this person's going to be very important to the story. We're not going to see them very much, but they're very important to the story. His first, remember his first date who attacked him, and now she. He shares her organs and he's a, makes him a ghoul. Yeah, he's he's going fucking crazy. So he ends up kind of, I think, in the moments where he saw her and he was talking to her, he was basically blacked out probably. That's my theory anyway. Um, his Risei started appearing to him, which is his ghoul counterpart. And makes him the ghoul. But 
with that, with Rize showing up and, you know, Kaneki looking back on his life, the reason we get the reason why Kaneki is as self-sacrificing, so self-sacrificing, I guess. Self-sacrificing and complacent. Guess what? He has mommy issues. Who doesn't? Not me. Mom. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, he has mommy issues. And he Rise, I believe Rise appears to pull him out of this to make him see like you're not human anymore. You are a ghoul. Accept this. You are stronger than what you're Mother. showing to the world. And I believe she digs deep down inside of him just to pull him out of his complacentness so he can become who he really is. And I, I mean, I mean, it's it's a toss up. It's either Rise or the centipede that Jason put in his head. So who yeah. will? We, we, we don't know. Part of the torture was a Chinese red-headed centipede. And I took it upon myself to see... Oh, he put this in his ear, by the way. Which made... That really changed... Um, that, that, you you can say... On. You can say that's when Kaneki's mind broke. Yeah, that's He right. started laughing and he's jigging, jigging and <laughs> crying and... Everything at the same time. He's really going crazy. So I wanted to see if a Chinese red-headed centipede was a real thing. And it is. Um, it's also known as a Chinese red-headed centipede. Um, they come from East Asia and Australasia. Is it Australasia on Google? I don't know if that's a real place. At first, I thought it said Australia. But it said Australasia. And I'm getting it from Google. So we're going to say... Australasia I mean, it might be like... the connecting like Australia and Asia like you know like Eurasia how they're connected yeah. maybe okay. maybe that makes sense so they're they come from East Asia and Australasia they're usually they can go up to 20 centimeters long you know um, how many inches is that no okay metric it is metric it is they usually live in damp environments mm. um and Surprisingly, which doesn't make sense, but we're just gonna go with it. They're usually used for its healing properties. <laughs> it's so funny. So that's kind of. A... And then, boom! There's your facts, your knowledge for the, this episode this week. You See, actually learned here, something. The more you know. We're here to help you help yourself be better. Fun facts. But uh, yeah. So. Like I said, it's a toss-up between Rise's personality or that fucking redhead centipede all up in that man's brain. Whatever it was, this kid snapped y'all. He he kind of overcomes... He, well, he uses the anger that I feel like Rize built up in him about his, you know, the stuff with his mom. Saying how... Like, his mom made him think that he just has to be nice to everyone. That's how you get through life. Which basically made him a pushover. I mean, it was more so. It's better to for yourself to hurt than to hurt others. Like, what kind of shit is that? I mean, when you look at what his mom was doing, though, his mama was working her ass. She basically she worked herself into a grave. Instead of her providing a better life for her son, she was giving her money to her sister, who claimed she was broke. The sister was decked out, looked good. 
looked like she worked a day in her life. His mama was sitting there tired. She was giving her money. So I, I got a question for so you. Hey, I'm not giving no money. No, 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 no. What I wanted to ask you is, we know that Kaneki's mom died. Do you think Kaneki ended up living with his aunt? Or did that brother was like, I'm good? I'm highly doubting but we don't know what he ended up living. Did he end up? He might um end up living with Hide. I hope so, cause I'm just saying, cause if, if he was, I kind of want to see that those interactions to see how more fucked up Kaneki became, cause he was living with this Debbie aunt, and she was probably like blaming that nigga because she got to get a job and shit now. Yeah, cause his mom died being overworked trying to help her. That part to me never made sense. I'm like, is his mom that fucking stupid? I think it wasn't. You do stupid stuff when you're in love. Whether it's love, she in love with family love. <laughs> you 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 don't know what some people do would do for their family members. Oh, like it, 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 it it's not. Did you do that? No, I'm not that fucking stupid. If your sister said, Christian, I don't want to work, or I can't work, and I need you to help me out and give me some money. I mean, I'll help out, but I'm not getting two, three jobs to make sure she living straight. And she just sitting back, relaxed on a chase lounge. Oh hell no! Nah. She, she, I'm mom. Uh, you need to get your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I tried, I tried, but uh, uh, it, this ain't working. Love you, mom. Love you, sis. Yeah, that that was ridiculous. So basically, Rize kind of lets him see that. That his mom isn't this great of a mom, basically, that he saw her as. But then, it, like, I'm kind of conflicted with that because, I mean, I think his mom tried the best she could. She was a little terrible and stupid. But, I mean, from the flashbacks, it seemed like she cared about him. But my thing with, is this. Was his mom really that bad? Or was Rize just putting it in his mind twisting it around to make her seem so terrible just so she could get him to fully embrace her and become the ghoul that he was meant to be. You know, that's... I I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. But... Shit, you got me stumped on that one. Hmm. You got me stumped on that one. Like I said, this show is like very mental. Like... Psychological, very psychological, mental, all that. Like, it's more than just a show of him, this boy becoming a ghoul and getting tortured and all that stuff. This is a very mental show. It's a little deeper, I think. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to it. Um, But so Kaneki ends up. He, um, I guess you could say he finally embraced the ghoul side after realizing that Kaneki did want his mom. He did want his mom to forsake his aunt just so they could be together. Um, He ends up, so after he fully embraces his ghoul side, he ends up breaking out of the chains in the chair which, of course, Jason is like, oh, what the hell? Like, he ends up fucking him up. He wraps the chain around Jason's neck and jumps around and... Bites him. 
He chokes bites him and bites him. Chokes him with the chain. Bites him. He's like, ugh, you taste some rotten flesh. Jason's like stunned. He's all fucked up. So they basically get into a mini fight. This mini fight, though, ends up happening over the theme music playing in the background, y'all. Which I, I like this scene is just so fucking crazy. I want to apologize to everybody because we went two episodes and we did not talk about Unravel. Light is such a great intro song. It is a great song. We can't play it here. You should listen to the show so you could hear the song. It is a great show. Like that that is such it a is great, a great um, opening song. theme. Yeah, that song starts playing in the background as Kaneki's embraced his cool side. He starts coming back for Jason after he tortured him. Like Ken Kaneki does take Kaneki takes a few hits while he's in the fight with Jason. It's not all flawless, but he gets him in the end. His his Kagane uh, comes out. He fucks Jason up. Beyond fucks him up. Uh, at this point, he's got Jason pinned down by his little tails tentacle Kagane, and. Uh, what do you remember what he asked him? What did he ask him? Can he count? Maybe yeah, he's he so like, can you count backwards from a thousand? By seven. Yeah. By seven. He ends up telling him to do the exact same thing. The only thing I hate about this is the bullshit continues because as we told you, Jason was captured and tortured, and then he became the torturer. The cycle continues. And I just feel like the cycle continues because now Kaneki has, well, he is reenacting what Jason did to him. He has him pinned down. He's got, he's starting to do the finger crack. He's starting to do this finger crack thing that Jason does. He has him pinned down telling him to count backwards from a thousand by sevens like he did. I'm sorry. I know Jason Yamari did some fucked up shit. But I, I felt bad after he started counting. The man started crying. <laughs> like, you know, he was reliving had his post-PTSD. Uh, like, I felt bad for him in that one part. It was like, yeah, you getting what you deserve, but damn, bro. Kaneki yeah. just straight bitched you out. I ain't feel bad for his ass at all. That shit he did to that boy. He only got a little taste of it one more time before Kaneki eats his ass. Yep. And that's how the episode closes out of season one of Tokyo Ghoul. And it's just like he ate his torturer, guys. Yeah, that's he surpassed. Epic way to he, end the he, he embraces inner ghoul and he came out on top of his uh, primary antagonist. It's but, a great but, becoming of ghoul story. <laughs> but before we wrap this up, I do have um, a few questions for you. Okay. All right. So, first question. Who's your favorite character so far? My favorite character of Tokyo Ghoul so far? Mm-hmm. Season one. Season one. Um, of course, I have big main character energy. Kaneki is one of my favorites. Um, but favorite, favorite? Hmm. I don't know. I guess Kaneki. Like I like I like main characters, but Kaneki slash Rize. Like embrace your ghoulness. It's it's it is what it is now. Okay. Do you have a favorite Kagane? No. Favorite mask? Kaneki's. <laughs> mm, 
You probably don't have a favorite dove. I hate the doves. Um, I'm always going to be on the side of the good guy for the most part. Well, I mean, to me, they're the good guys, the main protagonists. Right, right, right. Um, what else? What else? Okay, who is your favorite character? Besides, besides Conan Key. Yeah. <laughs> um, Uta. I'm a big Uta fan. We don't see that much of yeah, him. We don't, but he makes the mask, and you like the mask. Is that in his aesthetic? Okay. I love his aesthetic. You were a ghoul. You, I mean, excuse me, you were a goth in your past life. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, Skiyama. Skiyama, we hate him too. He's the gourmet. And he wants then, to eat Kaneki. And then Yamari. Which one is Yamari? Jason. The torturer? Yes, he was dope. Is that why you empathized with him when he was getting tortured? Probably. Okay, you do love a good villain. Exactly. Um, I don't even have to ask you about the mask, Kaneki, right? Yeah, oh yeah, Kaneki. Did I I ask you what your mask would look like? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did do our masks. I have to be a butterfly. Probably a glittery one. Oh, chrysalis. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, uh, do you have any more questions or are you ready to wrap this thing up? I think we need to go ahead and wrap up season one of Tokyo Ghoul. We're going to be coming at you next week with, um, season two. And then I think after season two, we're going to close out the series because I think season two is a good stopping point for the series. And we want, we also want to encourage you guys to watch the whole series. Watch on your own. We can't, we can't give you all the answers. Yeah. We can only lead, we can only lead you to anime greatness. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't, can't make, make it watch, an- watch anime. anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we almost had it. Almost. I am a dubber, and I don't want to hear anything about it. Um, I need to pay attention. I want to watch my anime. Dubbed and it is what it is. Okay. Um. One. One more thing. Since you brought up the dub, I have to point out the fact that Tokyo Ghoul is before My Hero Academia, but Yamari Jason is All Might. Mm-hmm. So us rewatching, I'm just imagining All Might as a villain saying this shit to um Midoriya. Bless <laughs> Ultra. Like Ultra. That 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 that's just a nice little shout out to the voice actor. But um And there's nothing wrong with watching dubbed anime. I just wanna say that before we close out. Yeah, I don't know. Don't don't make the people stop listening to us. You you can enjoy however you want. If yes, you watch dub people if you watch dub, that's one hundred percent fine. If you watch subs, that's one hundred percent fine. You know, I think lately the voiceover acting hasn't been bad. I don't for know some why you guys are so concerned about these people's voices. If you only watch in English, then you won't know what the other voices are. So who cares? I just don't get it. And I'm gonna watch mine dubbed unless I have to watch it sub. That means I gotta put my phone down and read. Y'all know I don't like reading. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to another episode with us, guys. And thanks for going on this crazy ride with us as usual. Um, no shout outs today, hun. Not no, not today. No specific shout outs. We just want to thank all of you who who listen every week with us and are continue this journey. 
Just before we head out, I do want to say that we are almost at our goal of 50 listeners. So shout out to us. We're, we have about 35 out of 50 and we're proud of that. So let's get, you know, let's get to our goal. Help us get to where we need to be. Make sure you share, rate, review, um, you know, subscribe to the episode so you can know when we drop a new one each week. Like I said, we can, we thank you for the support. So yeah, let, let's shout out the listeners because without them, we're not able to do this. Yes, we are proud that we are proud to have even one listener. We're happy that someone is listening to us and that we're not just talking to the air. Yeah, but if if we did, <laughs> you know, we'll make the best out of that situation too. But no, nah, th- so thank thank you, thank you for coming on this journey with us. We hope you guys are you know ride to. Ride to the uh, rails come off. Like we're gonna make sure we get some good content for you. We got some plans in the work. And we got trying some to good bring coming away. Bring you something nice, something new, something good, something blue. Have a great day, guys. Oh, 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 oh! You can make jo- you can make <laughs> shitty jokes. If I do it, it's a problem. Good night. Thanks for listening to Q and Anime. Our cover art is by Denise Williams. Our music is by OBP Musical. Right now, the show is sponsored by us. So any business inquiries, go to our email at qandanimepod at outlook.com. Also, you can hit up our socials, Instagram and Twitter at qandanimepod. Thanks for listening.